Welcome to Native New Health. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. Try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. And welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Hello, welcome to Native New Health. I'm Ed Dunn. And I'm Gina Gabosh. In today's program, we will be learning about a very serious problem that many of you are facing today or may face in the very near future. Today's subject is heart disease. In this program, we want to discover what cardiovascular disease is, how to prevent it, and how to manage it, as it's affecting so many of our native people. So come on in. Heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States and Canada and is a major cause of disability. Almost 700,000 people die of heart disease in the United States alone each year. That is about 29% of all U.S. deaths. In Canada, 36% of all deaths are caused by cardiovascular disease, heart attack, and stroke. You know, Gina, this little organ called your heart is no bigger than your fist. That's not very big, is it? It beats 100,000 times per day. It pumps 2,000 gallons of blood in a day through some 60,000 miles of blood vessels. Isn't that amazing, Ed? And 60,000 miles of blood vessels is enough to go two and a half times around the earth. Yes, Gina, but as marvelous as this masterpiece of God's creation really is, heart disease can lead to a heart attack, and this can happen very suddenly. That's right. It is estimated that about 47% of cardiac deaths occur before emergency service arrives to transport a victim to the hospital. Worldwide, coronary heart disease kills more than 7 million people each year. That is tragic, and that's why we are going to address this situation in today's program. Not only is it the leading cause of death amongst our natives, but is the same for blacks, Hispanics, and whites. For Asians and Pacific Islanders, cancer is the leading cause of death, accounting for 26.1% of all deaths, and heart disease is a close second at 26%. So it is almost as prevalent in these people groups as well. Though cardiovascular disease death rates are declining, risk factor control remains a challenge for many, according to the most recent data from the American Heart Association. Today's statistics make it clear that cardiovascular disease still remains by far our greatest public health challenge. Eight of ten Canadians have at least one risk factor that brings on cardiovascular disease, and 11% have three risk factors or more, according to the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada. So though cardiovascular disease deaths appear to be decreasing, the prevalence of many related risk factors is holding steady or increasing. And one of these risk factors is being overweight. That's right, Gina. 
In the United States alone, obesity in both adults and children has been rising for several decades. 66% of adults are overweight, while 31.4% are obese. 17% of children and adolescents aged 12 to 19 are overweight, along with 17.5% of children ages 6 to 11 and 14% of children ages 2 to 5. The same holds true in Canada, where an epidemic rise in obesity among adolescents is accompanied by the decline in physical activity. This is becoming an epidemic. Changing dietary habits that include more fast foods and junk foods appear to be fueling increased obesity because millions of people are no longer consuming the recommended level of natural foods like fruits and vegetables. Another risk factor is smoking, which raises the risk of coronary heart disease two to three times and it remains a very common problem. More than 46 million U.S. adults are daily smokers and about 4,000 people ages 12 to 17 begin smoking every day. That's about one and a half million every year in the U.S. alone. Diabetes is certainly another major cardiovascular risk factor and chronic kidney disease also, which is commonly associated with diabetes and high blood pressure. The amazing thing is that most of these diseases are lifestyle related. In other words, things that we do to ourselves. Based on a national health and nutrition examination study taken over a 20-year period, it is projected that diabetes prevalence will be more than double from 2005 to 2050. At least 65% of people with diabetes eventually die from some sort of cardiovascular disease. Are we getting your attention? But there is more sobering news. Kidney disease is also on the rise. A projection by the U.S. renal data system says the number of people requiring treatment for kidney failure could increase 60% between 2001 and 2010. End-stage renal disease is most often caused by diabetes and or high blood pressure. And while the quality of hospital care for patients with cardiovascular disease appears to be improving, the cost associated with the cardiovascular disease will rise to a projected $448.5 billion in 2008 and increase of more than 16 billion over projections for 2007. In Canada, the cost will surpass 18 billion dollars more than any other disease. It is the number one cause of hospitalization among men and women there. Today we want to raise your awareness that not only is cardiovascular disease a leading cause of disability and death in our nations, but that it is highly preventable and very treatable. Cardiovascular disease includes heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, heart failure and several other conditions. As we have mentioned in other programs regarding other health challenges, we would like to emphasize again the importance of a balanced lifestyle which includes a return to using more natural foods in the diet. It is also true that we need to reconnect with the less stressful things in life, as our ancestors did when they kept close to God's creation. Barb Turin from Sioux Valley, Manitoba, Canada, at the 2004 Northern Plains Native American Heart and Diabetes Conference said, The Creator gave you a way of life. He wants you to be alive. He wants you to be well. A certain way of life 
was given to us by the Creator. It's up to us to find a way to get that back. We have to have balance in our lives, he said. Another speaker from the same Canadian conference, Glenn Wasakuna, spoke of a time when he was growing up. He described how life used to be with gardens and wood stoves, both of which required intense physical labor. Foods were healthy. People were healthy. That changed when in the 1940s, government agents gave each household 100 pounds of flour. That was one of the most damaging things that happened to our community. From that time on, our community changed forever. Then, in the 60s, one of the community members came home from the war and brought back a black and white TV set. He continued. Then, a TV appeared in the community center. He added, when those two things happened, people stopped visiting together, talking together. The fabric of our family was torn again. He explained that people were no longer physically active and their food choices were unhealthy. Instead of gardening and cutting wood every day and eating natural and wild foods, the people were eating white flour, which was new to their diet, and sitting down watching TV. Barb Turin then added, work toward getting yourself well. You can't sit there and bemoan your situation. One of the biggest misconceptions about heart disease is that we cannot control it. Nothing could be further from the truth. For example, we have dedicated a complete program to obesity, which is an epidemic, and it is directly linked to heart disease. So, there is something that you can do about it. Dr. J. Michael Gonzalez Campoy says, the secret to losing and maintaining weight loss is to burn more calories than you consume. Good health comes from physical activity and sound nutrition. Get moving, find something you enjoy. Limit food portion size, eat more fruits and vegetables. View every day as an opportunity to be healthier. When we become closer to our traditional natural way of life, we feed our spirit and our soul. We are all interrelated. Make your connection with being related to the universe by giving thanks, offering a prayer, listening with an open heart. Recognize the sacredness of who you are. Exercise is medicine. Your body is a gift. Take care of it. We all need to make a spiritual commitment. Licensed psychologist Joseph Nelson said, You're not a failure. You're already changing. In psychology, we understand that behavior change moves in predictable patterns. So we expect people to make progress and then often to return to an old behavior. So don't be discouraged if you have tried to change before but haven't been able to maintain it. Just remember what helped and forget what didn't help. Then come up with a new plan and try again. Recycling is normal, so we are here to encourage you not to give up. Today, coronary artery disease is growing very rapidly amongst Native peoples. Yes, and as strange as it may seem, women are having heart attacks on some reserves or reservations as early as age 35. Once again, this proves that dietary changes away from traditional habits have caused a widespread growth in obesity. And a related epidemic of diabetes also contributes to the increased risk. The result is a dramatic increase in ischemic cardiovascular disease among our native people. So first, let's learn the signs of an impending heart attack. 
Most heart attacks involve discomfort in the center of the chest that lasts more than a few minutes or that goes away and comes back. It can feel like uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness or pain. There could also be discomfort in other areas of the upper body. Symptoms can include pain or discomfort in one or both arms, the back, neck, jaw or stomach. There could be a shortness of breath with or without chest discomfort. And other signs may include breaking out in a cold sweat, nausea or lightheadedness. As with men, women's most common heart attack symptom is chest pain or discomfort. But women are somewhat more likely than men to experience some of the other common symptoms, particularly shortness of breath, nausea or vomiting, and back or jaw pain. But what can actually lead to these major health problems? Just what is heart disease? It is a term that includes several more specific heart conditions. As we mentioned earlier, the most common heart disease in the U.S. is coronary artery disease. This occurs when the arteries that supply blood to the heart muscle become hardened and narrowed due to the buildup of plaque. The narrowing and buildup of plaque is called atherosclerosis. What is plaque? It is a mixture of fat and other substances, including cholesterol and other lipids. So, blood flow to the heart is reduced, which in turn reduces oxygen to the heart muscle. This can lead to a heart attack. Other heart conditions include angina, heart failure, arrhythmia, or a rapid heartbeat. Okay, now that you know a little bit more about heart disease, would you like to know how to prevent it? Please remember that one of the major risk factors for heart disease is physical inactivity. Most people today are not physically active enough to gain any health benefits. Swimming, cycling, jogging, skiing, aerobic dancing, walking or many other activities can help your heart. Whether you exercise in a gym regularly or as part of a daily routine at home, all physical activity adds up to a healthy heart. Research tells us that the average adult should take up to 10,000 walking steps per day. You may want to purchase a pedometer that counts your steps in your home, at work, or at the gym. That way you can see just how many steps you are taking every day and how many more you need to add. According to the latest joint American Heart Association, American College of Sports Medicine guidelines on physical activity, all healthy adults ages 18 to 65 should be getting at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity activity five days a week. However, there are additional guidelines for those 65 and older or for those 50 to 64 with chronic conditions or physical functional limitations that affect movement ability or physical fitness such as arthritis. So see your doctor for advice. Another important element is living a positive healthy lifestyle and eating a good diet. These are the best weapons you have to fight cardiovascular disease. It's not as hard as you may think. Remember, it is the overall pattern of the choices you make that counts. Please remember this. You need to use up at least as many calories as you take in. This is just basic math. Start by knowing how many calories you should be eating and drinking to maintain a normal weight. Don't eat more calories than you know you can burn up every day. Increase the amount and intensity of your physical activity to match the number of calories you take in. It's that simple. Here, catch. Eat a variety of nutritious foods from all the food groups. 
You may be eating plenty of food, but your body may not be getting the nutrients it needs to be healthy. Nutrient-rich foods have vitamins and minerals and fiber and other nutrients but are lower in calories. To get the nutrients you need, choose foods like vegetables, fruits, whole grain products, and fat-free or low-fat dairy products. Vegetables and fruits are high in vitamins, minerals, and fiber, and they're low in calories. Eating a variety of fruits and vegetables may help you control your weight and your blood pressure. Unrefined whole grain foods contain fiber that can help lower your blood cholesterol and help you feel full, which may help you manage your weight. Recent research shows that eating oily fish, and we don't mean fish fried in oil, containing omega-3 fatty acids, for example salmon, trout, herring, may help lower your risk of death from coronary artery disease. Eat less of the nutrient-poor foods. In other words, stay away from the junk foods. There is a right number of calories to eat each day based on your age and physical activity level and whether you are trying to gain, lose, or maintain your weight. You could use your daily allotment of calories on a few high-calorie foods and beverages, but you probably wouldn't get the nutrients your body needs to be healthy. Ask your doctor to help you. Limit foods and beverages that are calorie-dense. In other words, high in calories and low in nutrients. Limit how much saturated fat, trans fat, cholesterol, and salt you eat. Read labels carefully. The Nutrition Facts label will tell you how much of these nutrients each food or beverage contains. So, let's go ahead and review once more. As you make daily food choices, base your eating pattern on these recommendations. Choose lean meats and poultry without skin and prepare them without added saturated and trans fat. Select fat-free 1% fat and low-fat dairy products. Cut back on foods containing partially hydrogenated vegetable oils to reduce trans fats in your diet. Cut back on foods high in dietary cholesterol. Cut back on beverages and foods with added sugars. Do not drink alcohol. Its use increases the risk of high blood pressure, heart attack and stroke. See our previous program on freedom from alcohol to get the facts. Follow the scientific recommendations when you eat out. Keep an eye on your portion sizes. Don't smoke tobacco. And stay away from tobacco smoke. It is important to remind you that alcoholism will have a devastating effect on your heart. There is a heart condition called alcoholic cardiomyopathy. This is a disorder in which excessive habitual use of alcohol weakens the heart muscle so that it cannot pump blood efficiently. Alcohol has a toxic effect on heart muscle cells that can lead to heart failure. In severe cases, the lack of blood flow affects all parts of the body, damaging multiple tissues and organs. This could be fatal, so stay away from it. The danger is that the symptoms don't usually appear until the disease is in an advanced stage. At that point, the symptoms occur due to heart failure and include ankle, feet and leg swelling, overall swelling, loss of appetite, shortness of breath, especially with activity, breathing difficulty when lying down, fatigue, weakness, faintness, decreased alertness or concentration, 
cough containing mucus or pink frothy material, decreased urine output, need to urinate at night, sensation of feeling the heartbeat or palpitations, irregular or rapid pulse. Total abstinence from alcohol may stop the disease and improve the heart's functioning, although people with severe heart damage may never return to normal. So, please don't get started. Now let's take a look at the model of this heart. The external structures of the heart include the ventricles, atria, arteries, and veins. Arteries carry the blood away from the heart, while veins carry blood into the heart. Some vessels transport blood with relatively low content of oxygen and high content of carbon dioxide. Others transport blood with relatively high content of oxygen and low content of carbon dioxide. Everything outside and inside the heart works in perfect harmony to maintain life and health. So when something interrupts this balance, we may develop heart disease. Now, let's hear from our expert friends. Certainly, heart disease and and many other diseases are directly affected by how we eat and our habits that we have, such as smoking and the use of alcohol. And so many of these things are preventable if people only realized what they are doing to themselves. I've had the opportunity to see many people with heart disease and with vascular disease. I think of one individual in particular who really enjoyed his smoking. We tried to tell him how important this was that he stopped. We actually had to amputate his, his fingers, hands eventually. This went over a period of a few years. And both of his legs were amputated, one up to almost the knee and the other up to his thigh. And he just couldn't seem to quit smoking. Uncle Sam gave him prosthesis and he still lit up his cigarettes with the prosthesis and uh, he died. Heart disease is a very insidious problem. You often are very unaware of it until all of a sudden the vessel is almost closed down or is closed down. Sometimes you have a severe damage to your heart without even pain. And if this vessel lies near to a, a nerve that stimulates your heart to do its work, it's sudden death without even any warning. The exercise that we should be doing is absent in our young people today and they are going to pay a heavy price for this. This is one of the reasons we have the almost a majority now of people in our country overweight. And overweight makes our heart work hard and puts a heavy load on our heart. Every pound that we put on there is three miles of vessels in our and if you realize that this pump, otherwise known as the heart, has to get fluid through these vessels to bring oxygen and food and nutrition to our muscles, 
And as we caught these vessels, there was no way to bring blood supply to them. The same thing happens to our heart. And might I add, it can happen to our brain as well. And this is sad. It is interesting in the cardiovascular labs, when a person has had a heart attack and maybe had open heart surgery, uh, they will uh, take and have a set of exercises that they stress and they, they will follow through with this for a minimum usually of six weeks if the patient is willing to, uh, coming in three to four times a week and help them in uh, treadmill, help them uh, in all kinds of exercises and motions. This is not necessary to have to go through these formal exercises if you are disciplined. And I like to think uh, I'd rather work around our yard and uh, walk down to the mailbox every day and up this, car I call it cardiovascular hill because it is a pretty steep hill, and uh, do this because I'm accomplishing some good as I am mowing the lawn and uh, taking care of the yard. And it has been shown that this is just as good for your body and your heart as is these formal exercises that they do. So when I see people out jogging, and if you notice, you watch people jogging, most of them have a frown on their face. And there aren't very many happy joggers and also this is hard on their knees and hips and, and somewhat their feet, their musculoskeletal, because it's pounding that pavement all the time. But I like to uh, think I can smile, I can hear the birds sing, I can be happy as I'm working in the yard and out for my daily exercise. There's no question of, feeling, uh, of having a feeling of well-being when we do exercise. Atherosclerosis is another problem that can lead to heart disease. This is a common disorder of the arteries where fat, cholesterol, and other substances collect in the walls of arteries. Severely restricted blood flow in the heart muscle leads to a heart attack. That is why high blood cholesterol is a major risk factor for heart disease. Remember, preventing and treating high blood cholesterol includes eating a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol and high in fiber, keeping a healthy weight, and getting regular exercise. All adults should have their cholesterol levels checked regularly, so see your doctor. Another key factor in preventing heart disease is preventing and controlling high blood pressure. All adults should have their uh, blood pressure taken on a regular basis. Blood pressure is easily checked with one of these simple and relatively inexpensive devices. If your blood pressure is high, you can work with your doctor to treat it and bring it down to the normal range. A high blood pressure can usually be controlled with lifestyle changes and with medicines when needed. Let's not forget that we must prevent and control diabetes because this condition leads to an increased risk of heart disease. You can take steps to reduce your risk of heart disease in the first place through weight loss and regular physical activity. This is why we have dedicated two full programs to this devastating epidemic. Smoking increases the risk of high blood pressure, heart disease and stroke. We can't emphasize this enough.
Quitting smoking is one of the best things a person can do to lower their risk for both heart disease and stroke. If you smoke, please call in and request our program, Freedom from Smoking. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones. Now Gina, let's learn the warning signs of a stroke as outlined by the American Stroke Association. Sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm or leg, especially on one side of the body. Sudden confusion, trouble speaking or understanding. Sudden trouble seeing with one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking, dizziness, loss of balance or coordination. Sudden severe headache with no known cause. Let us remember our parents' old ways. Of all peoples, should we natives not be an example of understanding nature's ways? We used to hunt and fish for our food, work in the gardens to grow our vegetables and use the berries and fruits for our desserts. White flour was unknown and sugar was found only in its natural state. We kept occupied to provide for our families and spend time together doing fun things that required physical activity. We used to talk and share our problems and concerns with each other and our level of stress was reduced by just being together as a close society. Can we not make an effort to capture the old ways and the simple things in life we used to enjoy? Can't we help our children understand what made us a proud people? It's not too late, my friends, and if you want, we can make the effort and do it now. We invite you to take the necessary steps to choose a healthier lifestyle. Teach your children and your grandchildren to eat right, to exercise, and to live close to the Great Spirit. And if you have experienced any of these symptoms that we talked about today, please, please don't hesitate to see your doctor. Tomorrow may be too late. So thanks for being with us, and until next time, enjoy your native new health. See ya.